0: Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, Let's Talk.
1: And welcome to the program. You are listening to Let's Talk on WISR 680 AM 107.5 FM. I'm Tyler Frio. It's our half hour where we spend talking to local businesses, organizations, groups, and nonprofits about the latest happenings and what is going around in there business today we are joined once again by the butler coffee lab and we are going with two guests this time terry kaiserman joins us on the show once again terry good morning thanks for stopping by thank you and then also nadine trapote nadine thank you
0: you're welcome and good morning
1: good to have you here so we'll get into our conversation here in just a moment but of course on let's talk a variety of ways And you can listen to us here on WISR on the air, of course, at 680 AM, 107.5 FM. We also stream online, WISR680.com. There you can also download our mobile app so you can take us with you on the go as you move around and then if you have to depart at some point during our show today or you can't stick around and catch the whole thing you can listen to us in a podcast form at wisr680.com as well and as we bring in the folks from the butler coffee lab if you missed our show last week we talked a little bit uh about the butler coffee lab with terry so terry let's just start there again if if we have any new listeners this week if you could just kind of describe What you guys are up to? What is the Butler Coffee Lab?
2: So the Butler Coffee Lab, and I'd like my wife and partner, Nadine, to also chime in on Mm -hmm. this, but (laughs) Butler Coffee Lab was designed to employ up to 75% of disabled individuals, have them help us make our hot pods, and then be able to give back into that community. We're a nonprofit, and we're doing our best to see if we can be all-inclusive as part of the circle of giving, so that we're able to make sure that everybody in this area that wants a job, that maybe can't find a job, that's out of that community, has a place to come.
1: And this is uh, kind of where our focus in our conversation today is going to be, is on the employees and the community. But Nadine, uh, whenever you and Terry were developing this idea, what led you down the path that this was the direction that you wanted to take this group with?
0: Well, I think Terry may have touched on it before that, um, you know, we had conversations about how do we give back at this stage of our lives? Mm. You know, Terry will say he's in the last quarter of his life. I'm in the last two, you know, the last third. So <laughs> don't, yeah. there will be a continuity here, Twice, <laughs> but we we've really looked at, um, you know, how do you help that community? Um, we have a daughter that has special needs and has been in the system for years and I've seen the impact of when she worked directly with me, a former uh, employer, and um, you know, now that she's kind of in a system, it's tough mm-hmm. to find employment that is rewarding to the individual, helps them to have extra cash on hand, and teaches them, you know, a lot about interactions with other people.
1: So uh, again, Butler Coffee Lab is the group, and I just wanna make sure we clarify this point too, cause Terry, you'd alluded to it, the hot pot. And we talked a little bit about this the last time, but if our listeners are not familiar with that, what exactly is a hot pot?
2: So everybody knows the category under Keurig K cups, mm-hmm. but we can't use that, right? Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's a trademark. <laughs> so our trademark is hot pots, mm-hmm. but it's a single serve cup, of coffee or tea, or in our case, we do some lemon drinks, but there's a lot coming up in the future. A mm-hmm. lot of exciting things.
1: No, very exciting. I got, I had my first Butler Coffee Lab hot pod over the weekend. I had the Sumatra with, with mushroom in it. And, and what I like about it is, it's just so, as I got the, the dozen or so that were with it, I was like, oh, this is just gonna be a fun trip each morning, you know, here's this type of cup of coffee. And so uh, I was very excited about them. We'll be talking about the products later on, but let's circle back, Nadine, uh, to employees, you said, And you, of course, uh, owned and operated Butler Technologies. A lot of folks in the community familiar with that. Um, What was your history uh, with, obviously, you talked about your daughter, uh, but what's your history with this community and those who are special needs in in that area in the community?
0: Well, I think um, when we started Butler Tech, I think one of the um, opportunities we had was to work with the state on employing people with special needs. At that time, that was the, the... the name so um, we bought into that Um, we had you know several employees that we um, gained through OVR at the time and then other people that kind of came along the way and I think one of the stories that i like the best is first of all my former partner had a neighbor and she was kind of um, a little bit lost as far as employment went and we brought her into the fold Um, that was over 30 years ago and she is still there today Mm -hmm. and then uh, we had another employee who had a sister that she asked if we would make some exceptions in how we interview uh, because her sister was painfully shy Mm -hmm. and um, wasn't in any system but she was just related Mm -hmm. and uh, she said "I, I will take responsibility for her and yeah, the interesting thing is that it, um, it has such a positive impact on the other employees. I think it draws out the compassion in other people, the need to be helpful. And, um, and then, again, we just had several employees that came directly through OVR. Okay. And always successful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's good to see that we can help, but, boy, what they give to us as a community or as a business is not something you can put on paper
1: so as you're making this endeavor uh in your previous business you know what lessons did you learn from that experience that made you you know decide to go this direction with this new organization
0: i would say that the lessons for me were very personal Mm -hmm. you know i think um really getting beyond the um the thought that we are reaching out and doing somebody a favor Mm -hmm. That's not it at all. You know, they do more for us as people, teach us more about ourselves and how we view people, how inclusive we can be, and how we can encourage, you know, creativity and productivity in people that may not have had that opportunity before.
1: And I think you made uh, an interesting point where you talked about the impact on other workers. Uh, Could you expand on that a little bit, you know, what you saw uh, in a day-to-day work environment?
0: I think it's the acceptance, you know, um, it, just the willingness to teach somebody. And I, I think most people have a bit of teacher in them mm-hmm. at, because it's a rewarding yeah. experience. And um, I was always surprised by the, the helpfulness, the you know, going out of their way if somebody couldn't carry all of this stuff or was a little confused about what the next step was. I don't think we ever saw that as a, a detriment in the the production it was just it kind of happened because there was always somebody in the workforce that took somebody under their wing um, and this and that was, was it a
1: bonding experience do you feel like between the employees
0: oh absolutely you mm-hmm. know when I, I think of some of the examples and you know people taking our special employees to you know uh, let, let's go Let's go shopping for clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, simple things, or let's let's help you with yard work at your house, or you know, it just uh, it's heartwarming to see. And in all honesty, I didn't always know those things, but somehow stuff like that comes out, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's rewarding as a business owner to see that not only have we made the right choices in maybe the special community that we have employed but the other employees that were that are part of the group
1: and, and what have you found over the last 30 years with how you know not necessarily you know the systems themselves with the state but how the community has responded uh to those uh, who have a, c- a certain disability
0: i think our experiences have been good you know and um I guess maybe I have a little bit of a bias trying to recreate those things for my daughter in the system, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, and just wanting to make that better. And sometimes you think you can't just rely on everybody else to make it better if, if we who are the closest to it can't find ways to make that happen. I don't know why I expect everybody else to. Sometimes I do. <laughs> you know, my fault. But, but you know, I, I just, uh, I, I think it has, a, it, it grows and it, uh, it, it becomes more inclusive for everybody.
1: And I'm assuming, and we've alluded to that here a couple of times, but Terry, that seems to be one of the main drivers of this idea is that here is something different, unique that we can offer to a group of people who can be a part of something big and be a part of something that honestly sounds kind of fun too.
2: (laughs) Well, we just had our first interview today from the ARC. We have Mm -hmm. six scheduled for this week, and it was heartwarming this morning. We asked what their goal was. The first individual that came in, and he said the first thing he wants to do is meet friends, meet other people because he's a little shy, and then he wants to make money. So it wasn't about (laughs) making money first. It was about the social interaction. And that's what this is all about. Make a family of it. Produce a product, Mm -hmm. right, at a cost. Of course, you know, we're in business to make money. Mm -hmm. But we want to make sure that that money goes back on a daily basis to the individuals that are there. And at the end of the year, whatever profits are left will go back into that community as well because we're a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. But the, the opportunity to help somebody to improve their life, to give them a place to come, to go through the ability to make our product, the hot pods, he went through every single step of it today, and it was wonderful to see what he liked, what he didn't like. Mm -hmm. So at the end, the simplest thing he liked was putting a label on the top. He says, (laughs) I could do that every time. You know, The other things, yeah, I gotta think my way through it, but not everyone's gonna want that. Some Mm -hmm. people will want some challenges. And uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to improve their life, make a product, a good product, Mm -hmm. that hopefully a lot of people will like, And uh, hopefully, they'll support us in our mission.
1: I think you make a really interesting point about making friends in community because, you know, we all, you you go to work and you're like, "Eh, you know, I got to go to work, got to go to the office. But, um, you know, I can attest to it here. You see these people at times more often than you see your family members. Those are the people you work with. And ultimately, you do form a little community and a group of people and individuals who, you know, if you work with a certain group of them, you can become friends for a very long time. To me, that's something I didn't even think of whenever you, know, you talk about this. It's not just the, the product and being a part of that aspect, but this is a social community type of place for, for folks to come and work at.
2: Absolutely, and Nadine and I talked about this before. I mean, think about how lonely Tess was for a period of time there where she could not find cares and she couldn't find other places to go, right? You could attest to that.
0: Absolutely. And I do think that that's something that we don't want to minimize here. There are a lot of strong organizations locally and regionally mm-hmm. that, t- that offer opportunities for people, um, people like Life Steps and CCR and CCC here in mm-hmm. Butler and CARES. And I th- my vision is to see that grow. I mean, we are not Competitors. I think we need to be collaborators with those groups, offer them the opportunity to actually take this system, set it up in a an environment that they control, and then pretty much do the same thing to their benefit. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that happen. And, you know, if, if Butler Coffee Lab is the hub and we can help them get to that point, I think that just continues to increase the impact people have
1: well it feels like this is another option that can come to the table for that community is that okay this is another place for these folks to go and, and do a task that may not be i mean again working for me the idea of putting together our, a hot pot is like beyond me and the fact that that's going to happen here in butler and with this unique idea for the nonprofit to take place to me is just kind of to your point nadine this is just another add-on to that community level and the folks who are already actively involved in that
0: Absolutely. We look forward to working with those other groups and and seeing how we can enhance this product through their help, too.
1: So let's talk about the employees. You said you had your first interview today. Uh, What is the interview process like? How have you guys kind of settled on, you know, looking at candidates and looking at things like that?
2: We were fortunate enough that the Arc has picked up our mission and has individuals that they believe would fit our environment. So they're the ones, and thank you very much, Ark, that's all I can tell you, uh, for being kind enough to bring people in. So we're trying to find the fit. Now, Mm -hmm. not everyone's going to fit. Not everyone is going to want to do this. Not everyone we're going to want either, right? So we just have to make sure that there's a marriage on both sides because we still are a business, but our job is to train and teach and make sure that we satisfy their needs, intellectual and physical needs. Now, we're not medical professionals. A lot of the individuals that are coming in, they have some medical conditions. They're gonna to have to take care of that themselves. We're here to give them an environment that's safe and healthy. Did I say that right?
0: Yes. Okay, good.
2: Sure. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get kicked under the <laughs> table. So we just wanna make sure that everybody, we find out what they like, what they don't like, the contact numbers for all the individuals that we have to know just Mm -hmm. in case something happens, in case they have seizures, in case something else is going on in their life that we need to know about. And then if we can do that, we can make sure that they're safe, they have a place to go if they need to de-stress in the middle of it, we could put them someplace, uh, you know, where they can sit and relax, chill for a little while, you know, get their head back and then come back into the production line if they wanna do that. But we have to stay very sanitized and very clean, you know, masks, hair nets, aprons, gloves, all of that, because we want to make sure our product is as clean as possible and as accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: in regards to have you looked at how big the workforce is going to be, how you guys are going to balance out,
2: what's that going to look like? So we think we're going to have a roster. I keep saying this. I'm not sure mm-hmm. yet, right? Because it hasn't manifested yet. Mm-hmm. But our gut is it's going to be a roster of around 20 individuals. We'll have to have six on the floor at any given time. But some individuals could only work two hours a day, two hours a week. It all depends on Social Security. Is that correct?
0: Or there are other benefits. Or other are, yeah. are
2: benefits, right? So we have to be cognizant of that. And we have to talk to their caregivers just to make sure that we don't overstep. We want people to augment their income. We don't want to detract from that. So if, mm-hmm. if Social Security were to take some out, that's a negative. We don't want yeah them.
1: So there's I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot of communication between you, the employee, and as you mentioned, the caregivers and things like that. Right. Um, so if people are interested in applying or want to learn more information, how do they reach out to you guys? or has it primarily been done through the ARC?
2: We're hoping that everybody, we want to be all inclusive. The ARC has just been wonderful to, to get us going, right? Mm-hmm. But as you said before, we want to get everybody who's interested in employment, right, to contact us, and then we'll go through the interview process.
0: Well, and possibly, you know, just what I alluded to before, you know, if we collaborate with the existing mm. groups, um, they may have a need to, share an employee for a day or two a week, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, organizations like Meraki, do they they, they need to find placement for a lot of their people? So can we be that uh, testing ground in some respect, and then can we grow the the population from that kind of a relationship too? Because usually, um, you know, even in group homes, one person is doing something cool pretty soon, all three or four want to be doing it, <laughs> you know, and it just may work well mm-hmm. that way.
1: And again, we're here with uh, Butler Coffee Lab, Terry Kaiserman, Nadine Tripodi. They are the co-founders of the new nonprofit 501c3 that is located in Butler. Uh, so, in terms of where uh, folks would be working, I know we talked a little bit
2: about the Cunningham Street address. Is that where all operations are taking place? Yes. Okay. One thirteen East Cunningham. We're open for business. Our website is up couple of glitches, but our <laughs> website is up, right? That's what the last time we talked, I know you were in the process of getting ready to launch the website. Yeah, so it actually we were, went up the day after.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and again, we're uh, gonna talk to you guys here later on this month as well, where we'll get into a little bit more of the product conversation and things like that. But in terms of what, Uh, these individuals would be doing during the course of the day i know we talked a little bit about putting the labels on the hot pod what other types of tasks and duties are out there uh, that you're looking for for employees
0: well part of it is of course um, filling pods with the coffee with the other um, additives that may go into it
1: is it done by hand
0: yes okay and then you have to seal it in the sealing machine that's semi-automated okay so you know once once you've got the ingredients in you've got to make sure that you can keep them in there Mm. well (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know there's a lot of weighing of um, materials that go into the pods because that's critical for quality control here Mm -hmm. and then um, labeling we put labels around the outside of the hot pods Um, they aren't just Plain white. When you receive them, we want that to be either an advertising medium for people or, you know, a, a place where local artists can even show their work.
1: And that's what Terry and I were talking about last week. And I was kind of noticing as I was looking through the hot pods, there's just some really unique designs and, you know, kind of talking about in addition to the work that you're doing with the employees, but also the community cultural aspect of it, that this is a place where, as you mentioned, Terry, it's kind of an open canvas for people to explore. It's when an area that hasn't been explored before, not that I know of. And so it's another opportunity to showcase talent in the area.
2: If we can be all inclusive, as Nadine was talking, talking about the inside of the pod is unique. We have an infrared roaster that that we're working with uh, almost exclusively and they're blending this for our tastes. we need to make sure that it's accurate so that we have the right amount we try to fill it to 12 grams you know plus or minus 0.2 and we should be able to do that with pretty pretty much all the machinery that we have and then we double check it uh, we wait weigh, weigh check it with a scale but the outside of the pot we're also looking to see if we can employ or at least uh, have as a consultancy, right, the artists that are from this area. And I mentioned last time that uh, there was one particular artist that just is incredible, right? They they got into a car accident. Uh, maybe they're not the same, you know, as they used to be, but mm-hmm. very well trained in fine arts. And we believe that uh, that individual is going to be able to give us a lot of good art on the outside, promote promote uh, the artist, mm-hmm. but also give us a, an opportunity to expand the offering that we have because everything's going to be a limited
0: edition okay and the uh current pods that you're you've referred to uh, were done by a young woman at the butler arts center mm-hmm. liz ford um you know, we just gave her kind of some loose direction and i'm just thrilled with what she has come up with you know she's helped with our point of purchase display she's come up with the the current uh hot pod labeling Mm -hmm. and some other things that uh, we've asked uh, her to help with. So there's talent here Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and it's just nice to be a part of a group that's pulling some of it together, utilizing it and paying Mm -hmm. people to do a job.
1: Oh yeah. And uh, you know, Terry, you kind of alluded to in terms of payment,
2: uh, what does that look like for employees? So each individual that comes in will start at $15 an hour. We just want to make sure that they have a decent living wage that's what's gonna impact their social security. So if we paid less, they could work more hours. So chances are they're gonna work a little less hours with us. But we believe that if we give back every day, not just a donation at the end of the year, Mm -hmm. but we give back to the employees every day and enhance their lifestyle, that's what we're looking to do, augment their income.
1: What does it mean to these individuals, Nadine, to not only see the product and it come to completion, but also, you know, be a part of that work environment. What have you found just talking to those individuals themselves?
0: Well, my biggest experiences with my own daughter, Mm -hmm. you know, in the past, because we have, we're not full production yet with Butler Coffee Lab, but just watching how Tess worked with us. I mean, she'd come to work with me in the morning, and, you know, 6 o'clock at night, I'd be leaving, and I'd be, oh, my gosh, my daughter's in the back still working. <laughs> you know, almost forgetting because, you know, it becoming that ingrained with it and that capable of interacting with employees. Um, you know, Tess hasn't been at Butler Tech for years now, but I guarantee she talks to somebody from that company almost every day because she's made those connections. And I think that's really what this is about, how does it impact somebody's life not just at that moment but what's it do for them as a person and what's it do for the people that they've engaged with
1: and getting back to uh, Terry your point about making sure it's a fit I mean, as employees get started in their roles and their jobs you guys are gonna be consistently working with them to make sure that what they're doing is something they're interested in and making sure that it is a fit for them right
2: Well, that's correct. So to start with, they're all gonna have job coaches that come in and make sure that they can do the job and that they're comfortable with the job. We also don't want them to get bored. That Mm -hmm. came out of today, right? So even if they're just putting on labels, you can only do that so long. But if you learn how to do all the other parts of the job in order to make the final product, you can switch. So someday you don't wanna do the filling machine, someday you only wanna do the sealing machine, or someday you only wanna put on a label. Because maybe you're not feeling the same way, right? And you don't want to stand or lean. You just want to sit and chill a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we just have to be cognizant that they're going to have needs. We're going to have needs. We just have to make sure they're balanced. That's all.
1: Is there, um, you, you mentioned the roster, uh, a part of the employment application. Is there a certain percentage that, that you're looking for uh, where there may be other people that are working alongside them in addition to the job coach at the facility?
2: I don't quite understand the question, but let me let me try to rephrase okay. it if I may. We're, we realize that every individual also has another outside life. Mm-hmm. So, understanding what you're what you're heading heading to, we had this interview this morning, and we said, "What else do you do?" Well, I go to the Y certain times, twice a week, mm-hmm. or I have to go to a therapist once a week, or I have to do something else, right? So it's important that we're cognizant of that to make the schedule. Our schedule is going to be complicated. There's no (laughs) doubt about that, but we just have to make sure that if somebody has to be gone, let's say seven hours a day, and they can only come in one hour a day, we're going to have to be aware of that and then make a conscious decision. Is that individual ready to work with us Mm -hmm. and get trained in, you know, not only our business, but get trained for future employment. So it just might not be enough. So we'll have to balance that.
1: Yeah, so in terms of just that, I guess, work-life balance for these individuals, just that schedule flexibility, that will be on the table for them. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, In terms of what you guys are doing here, and and Nadine, you kind of referred to to it about uh, a a little earlier too, do you hope to kind of serve uh, as an advocate as well for this type of model to say, look, this is something that can work, we believe it does work, come in and, and check us out?
0: Absolutely. And I, and I do believe that, you know, sometimes in our minds we think that, um, you know, that we're creating this, this opportunity, but the opportunity really, really goes both ways. You know, and I think one thing that I've found, not only through my daughter, but through association with other people in, in her community, is that they are wonderful at giving back and they want to give back. It's not always about doing for them because I think a lot of their um, self-worth comes from being able to do and help others, and you know, do other things for people. So I think it's, a, it's an interesting concept of, of what we want to do. It, it's not just about giving back to that community but having that community have the ability to give back. And I I think the response that we get will be pretty amazing.
1: So as our our time is wrapping up here, um,
2: again, if people are interested in learning more uh, about the Butler Coffee Lab, what should they do? They can either call our number, 724-968-7637, or they can go to our website butlercoffeelab.com should be up and running a couple of glitches still (laughs) but i also want to say something you're fantastic you've extracted what we were wanting to say and i can't thank you enough we can't thank you enough well i will say
1: you know personally i have a number of family members who have you know an intellectual disability and it does hit home you know because for them they worked on a farm that was their idea of getting out and going out and contributing something and you can see just how productive individuals can be when to Nadine your point about self-worth I mean they can go out and have a sustaining you know and, and be very helpful and then you get the benefit of it as well so it just I for me again I, I think it's a very admirable uh, business and you know I Next time, whenever you're on the show, I'm looking forward to talking about the product as well because I love coffee. So I think it's a, it's a very unique opportunity. And, uh, again, I commend you on it and uh, wish you the best of luck in it. So Tyler, we thank you, truly. Thank you. And, of course, stop by, right? What's the address again for Cunningham Street? 113 East Cunningham,
2: the old bus station across from Rite Aid. And folks can just walk in and buy their, their hot pod right there? They can. We're building inventory now. Okay. <laughs> yes. Did you have a hot pod this morning? I did. I had, as a matter of fact, I had two this morning.
0: I did too. One After Sumatra, you, left, you did too?
2: You had another one?
0: Yes. Yeah. So,
2: what, what did you have this morning? Sumatra and French roast. Okay. I
0: yeah. had the Italian roast and the, whatever you made the first time.
2: The one that said S, that yeah. was Sumatra. Okay. We, we don't take all the label ones home, right? Because yeah. it's a waste of yeah. a label, right? Because we're just drinking it. So. Well, either way, I'm looking
1: forward to it. I've still got some uh, hot pods to work my way through as well. So Terry Kaiserman, Nadine Tripodi, again, Butler Coffee Labs is the name of the business. We thank you for stopping by. Thank you so much. If you missed any of our program, you can check it out online, WISR680.com. I'm Tyler Frill saying so long. For now, you are listening to WISR. The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.